Welcome to the Milt Talk Legacy Builders Podcast, a place where Milts can connect to one another to inspire, motivate, and collaborate to continue to build a strong and well-connected alumni association. I believe that Milton Hershey School rebranding is actually just getting started, and I want to be part of that journey. I think the best way to commemorate Milton and Catherine Hershey is to continue our own legacy that impacts the world as Milton Hershey so impacted us. I believe the level of extraordinary that each and every milk carries within them is deeply underestimated, and this podcast will help in the journey to show off what milts are really made of. I'm excited to get to know more milts, more insight to their upbringing, and what they're doing now to build their legacy and bring value to others, and what being a milt really means to them. Today I'm speaking with Lauren LeBron, class of 2007, founder of Inflection Point Holistic Wellness, a home sense manufacturer that provides vegan, eco-friendly, non-toxic products at affordable prices. Lauren focuses on holistic wellness by promoting others to make time for self-care and aim to harness the power of scent to create a sacred space that triggers joy and relaxation within your home or office. She specializes in home sense and creating feel-good moments within your space, because let's be honest, the world needs more feel-good moments these days. With an array of complex and comforting scents, she is sure to have something for everyone. Inflection Point Holistic Wellness is also dedicated to giving back to its communities through fundraising for community nonprofit organizations that align with their values, bringing awareness to their neighborhoods on the importance of sustainable living promoting the importance of reprogramming the mind to think positive, to think in a positive manner and its direct correlation to success and happiness and promoting self-care of mind, body, and spirit. Wow. Welcome to the Talk Legacy Builders podcast, Lauren. Thank you so much for being my guest. What a Thank you so mind. much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we were talking a little bit earlier. Um, so I'm going to ask you some of the same questions. I'm going to no start problem. with when did you uh, get to Milton Hershey? What? How old are you? I was six years old. Um, it was 1997. So it was my uh, second grade year. I was just turning seven, but still right. six. Little baby. That's why you said people call you a lifer. That's so true. Yeah, you were six. Yeah, your tender little age. Oh my goodness! I know now when I look at like my kids and I see how really young I was, then I thought I was grown. But you know, it's so crazy to think about. Yeah. So, do you still remember a lot of like that first year? I actually do. It's weird because it's like I remember my my first like second and third grade year, and then I feel like there's like a blank space. Yeah. And I think because middle school is pretty traumatic for me. Yeah. And then I and then high school I fairly remember because I I was. I, I really just kind of stayed to myself. I worked, I was in sports and stuff and that was it. So yeah. yeah. What kind of sports were you in? Um, I, was, I did cheerleading. Um, and then I like managed ice hockey. What else did I do? That was mainly it. I worked. I started working when I was 14 years old because I was determined to never have to ask my mom for anything. Wow, so I didn't want to, I wanted a cell phone. I didn't want to have to ask her to pay the bill. Um, you know, I started getting into makeup. I didn't want her, you know, the burden because I, yeah. you know, to me, she had no money. So, yeah. um, I didn't want to ask her for anything. So I had to get contacts because I hated my glasses and yeah. I wanted to pay for them myself. So that's what I did. Wow. That's awesome. That's so mm -hmm. responsible at that age too. I, yeah. I, if it, I was, um, I feel like I, well, first of all, my first little home, there was only three young people in it. Everybody else was in high school. Okay. It was really weird. And then also on top of it, my family, I'm the youngest by seven years. So wow. I feel like 
I, I have kind of ha always had an older head on my shoulders. I yeah. saw things more realistically than people my age, I think. And also my, I was exposed to a lot too. So, you know, that makes you grow I feel up like I had a, I was a little bit older than my age, you know, for yeah, my yeah, whole yeah. life. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that is a big responsibility on, on someone's shoulders being so young. Cause yeah, you were privy to so much, you know, more advanced things than what your brain which should have been, you know, taking in at exactly. that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of milts share that same experience. You know, Absolutely. a lot of us saw a lot of things or had to deal with a lot of things at such a young age, especially milts who came in at, at that age. Like I came in at mm -hmm. 10 and I thought that was a scary experience. I can't even imagine coming in at six. It's yeah. just four years away and it can make a world of a difference. Yeah, I, I, it took me a while to understand what was happening. I feel yeah. I feel like yeah. I was just like, oh, this isn't going to last. I'm going to go back home. I'm going to go back home. And yeah. then it wasn't until I realized that I this is this is it. Like, this is where mm -hmm. I stay. And I only go home four times a year for like a week or so. And, you yeah. know, I got used to it. But I feel like I started, you know, acting out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for absolutely. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sure. trauma like that, like going through such an experience, it's it goes somewhere in your body. You know what I mean? It goes somewhere in your brain. And a lot of times at that age, if we don't act out at that age or we don't know how to react at that age and our feelings and all these things, it just sits in our brain. But sooner or later, that trauma resurfaces in other ways. Anger, mm -hmm. you know, keeping to yourself, depression, sadness, anxiety, that feeling of like, don't know where you fit in, you know, right. purposes. Yeah, absolutely. I relate to all of it. I relate to yeah. every bit of it. And I think that's why um, Milt connects so well. Cause like we yep. all relate to the same experiences. Yeah. Right. I think that's why it doesn't really matter if you know, you knew a Milt growing up when you guys connect it's because yeah. you have that same background of, you know, kind yeah. of being in limbo your whole life. Yes. You know? Cause like we were talking about earlier, how, you know, because we were at the Milt and we missed those life experiences that our cousins and brothers and sisters had, we kind of feel disconnected from our family. We feel disconnected from our male family because everybody's so spread apart, living their own lives. And yeah. we kind of just trying to figure out where we fit in. And, you know, that's why I think no matter what, we will always connect and have a bond Yeah. because we're, that's the only experience, the only other person that could possibly understand that feeling, you know? Exactly. So. Exactly. It is. It's like her own little separate family away from every other family that we should have had or came from. Now we have this new family who only understands these same experiences. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Honestly, it it's is. amazing. That's what keeps us, you know, milts, you know, and that's mm -hmm. why I think our network can be so incredible. If we use that connection for good, we can Absolutely. get so far together, you know, helping each Absolutely. other. Yeah. Yeah. So when you came, did, did you guys come from New York? Like, did your mom live in New York? Yeah. Yeah. She's lived in the same house, apartment in the projects in New York since I was the day I was born, actually. So 30, oh, okay. about 32 years in the same apartment. Oh, how crazy. <laughs> yeah. She's never moved. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, husband's grandma is the same way. I think she lived in her house for like 50 years now and she's no. moved. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it's a connection, you know, sometimes you just now at this point, she probably doesn't want to move anymore. You know, I know I'm trying, I'm trying so hard. She's up here right now visiting and I'm trying, I'm like, look at this like, for the same amount of money living in this beautiful house. And, exactly. You know, I'm just trying to show her like what she could be doing yeah. because 
I can't. I hate going yeah, yeah, down yeah. to the city. I don't want right. to go down there. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. So she's in the city now, but you're in Rochester. Is that outside of the city? It's far, far north. It's um right on the border of Canada, pretty much. I I pretty much live on Lake Ontario. Okay. Yeah, because New York is huge. It really is. Yeah. You don't it's you don't even realize how much the, the city is just like a teeny little corner. Yeah, how oh, you know, funny. It's yeah. Just like this whole state above it. And it's actually wow. beautiful. I love it up here. Yeah, I think I know another milk. Uh, in that part of New York, uh, I think like Alicia Dobson, I think is in upstate New York or something like that. A couple milts are mm -hmm. up, upper, upper New York area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not Robin Henderson. No, maybe, maybe Robin Henderson. I maybe they're all, oh, you know, maybe she, uh, Dale Henderson was up here for a while. Okay. I think he left. I think she might be. I think she might be. Yeah. I just don't know what part, but um, yeah, it's always nice to connect with other milts near you. It's great. Mm-hmm. So when you left uh, MHS, did you go straight to college? I did, I did, yeah. because um, at that time <laughs> I was really angsty yeah. and I was just like over being like tied down. I was at the mill for so long and I just wanted to go out, live my life and do what I wanted. So I actually only went home for three weeks yeah. and I started school early in the summer. And um, yeah, I went to art school first for yeah. fashion marketing, which I switched last minute. It was supposed to be graphic design. But then I realized the, I like did it. I thought it was gonna be like some, I don't know what I like a, a celebrity dress wardrobe specialist yeah, or something. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do, and yeah. I was dead set on it. So I went for fashion marketing and realized that those hopes and dreams were just hopes and dreams. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I was able to use that degree. It did help me. Um, get a management position in retail for forever. Like that mm -hmm. was my crutch that got me that. So. Um, yeah. It's not like it was a complete waste, but yeah, um, yeah, you changed direction. Time. Yeah, you just changed direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, that's so funny because your story of going into college early reminds me exactly of my story. Like, yeah, we, yep. We we actually, um, my sister and I graduated in 02. Um, and the day of graduating, like we came back home um, to my mom's house uh, with my family there and everything, and we had a terrible family tragedy that day one of my brothers was just taken off to prison that day taken off to jail uh, right in front of us and we didn't even have a clue of why or what what the hell happened they just came and took him wow. so i was home like two weeks and i and was like i you know what the hell's going we were learning all these things that mm -hmm. you know got him in that position and we were all just shot our whole it it like crushed our whole family. So right. my first thing was, let me hurry up and get to college and get a job, you know, so I can help pay whatever lawyers, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's what I did. And I didn't want to be home. Like at that time, my relationship with my mom and my family in general was very, very negative. Me I like too. hated being home. Yeah. I hated mm -hmm. it. Couldn't stand it. We were always battling. So I just wanted to get the hell out of there, you know? Yep. Exactly I went, how I felt. Yep. And we were so young. Like I was 17 when I graduated MHS. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, me too. And I think about that and I'm like, oh, I should have never been allowed to like. Elite, <laughs> right? Like, and just a whole different state. Like I went off to Rhode Island, you know, now, now I know it's an ugly, ugly state and the city Providence I was in and the, the things I saw, but I was just so not wanting to be here so i'm just gonna go yep. here 
and it was just hard, you know, and college right. was hard, you know? So tell me yeah. about your, your college experience through that time. You said, you know, you went down I, the dark path. Yeah, I just, um, it was an art school. So, yeah. you know, art schools are known to be pretty much party schools and, um, and drug. I, know that. I didn't know that. Okay. So, yeah. Well, because of all the yeah, yeah, it's crazy because like they could all function. I could yeah. not apparently, yeah. you know, like they, they were doing their schoolwork and it was doing amazing. Yeah. And I'm over here like I can barely see my name. Like, yeah. So so it was it was really rocky there for a yeah. while. Um I was but I did do well for yeah. you know while I was there. I don't know how I managed to only get A's and B's. Yeah. I mean, it was bad. We used to go and get um McDonald's sweet tea at 8 a.m and dump wow. half of it out and pour the rest of the Captain Morgan and go to wow. class like that wow. every day. Wow. Like, wow, yeah. I cannot believe it. I yeah. cannot believe I'm alive sometimes. Um, yes. But I got, I met my uh, first son's father there. Um, he didn't go to school. He was just like a kid that hung out on campus and wow. he was so cool and, wow. you know, stupid. <laughs> and, yeah, um, yeah. So we, we got, um, I ended up getting pregnant by him and um, I, I left that school wow. and, um, what is it? Four weeks after I had my son, I, I that's when I went back to school and I got my accounting degree. Yeah. And um, I was doing really good for a while, really, really good. Yeah. Um, I had, I, you know, I had my big girl corporate job. I was working, yeah. making good money, supporting my entire family wow. because my boyfriend had lost his job and he just wanted to be a stay-at-home dad. And yeah. I was like, you know what? It's cheaper than daycare, so I'll yeah. do it. And um, it just. I guess from him being home and bored, he started really getting into drugs and, you know, I joined him and it was, I lost my uncle and my father five weeks apart wow. right after I got married to him. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it really, really messed with me, yeah. you know? And I think my father, especially because I desperately, my whole life wanted a relationship with him. Wow. And then to know that it was over, I couldn't, Yeah. that killed me. So. I just, I spiraled out of control, yeah. to be honest. I lost my job. I lost everything. Uh, I lost my apartment, two apartments evicted. Wow. The last one, I, they actually uh, boarded up the house on me, so I couldn't even go back and get my belongings. So yeah. when I moved back to New York, uh, I literally had two weeks worth of stuff, like yeah. clothes and stuff, um, and my son, and that was it. Wow. And, you know, I was addicted to drugs. I had a felony charges coming up. Um, Sorry if my if you hear my kids screaming. No, that's <laughs> totally okay. Yeah, you'll probably hear okay. it sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, you know, I, I decided to come back home and live with my mom. First of all, she needed help yeah. at home because she had been in a bad car accident and she just couldn't really do much on her own. Yeah. And so um I was taking care of her and my son, and I just I I think being a, a completely away from everybody I knew. Yes. Helped me completely turn my life around. Yeah. You know, I feel like Central PA is such a it's a it's a beautiful place. Don't get me wrong, but it's such a small place. Everybody knows each other. Yeah. So like I feel like I had to get away as much as possible in order for me to find myself and heal and and recover because if I would have stayed there, I'd still be in the same position. I feel absolutely 100%. I agree with that. Yes. And it's true because I, again, I relate to so many of your experiences in college, you know, mm -hmm. I dealt with the same exact things. Um, you know, I even dealt with some 
legal issues. I've had to fight my own felonies. And, you know, it's, it's incredible to see like what you came out of, like, there's a reason you went through all of that. And exactly. I really do believe that. Yes. You know, I, I don't, I don't even feel ashamed. And that's why I'm able to talk about it because if I hadn't been through all that, I wouldn't be able to understand that side of the world. And I wouldn't be able to help them in the way that I'm trying to help now. Cause yeah. that's like what we do with my company is try to help people like that. Like we work, uh, we're trying to work with, um, uh, raw, it's called raw, but uh -huh. raw, the uh -huh. R A W R, Got it. but it's okay. pretty much, uh, addiction awareness, um, you know, nonprofit here. And, um, you know, just trying to explain to people that there's other things you can be doing other outlets to release that anger and that tension, you know, through holistic wellness, you know, yoga, meditation, nature, just being out in nature, uh, you know, taking care of your body and, and yeah. stuff like that. Cause if you, you know, how, what I found the best way for me to stay sober was yeah. I have an addictive personality clearly, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I need to put that in a way, you know, focus that energy into something that's positive instead of doing drugs. Right. So my addiction now is trying to be healthy. I work out, eat healthy. I have a plant addiction. You can clearly see behind me. Yeah, um, awesome. and, and, and just, you know, and just helping other people, you know, see that there's other ways that you could put that addiction towards that's healthier. And yes. you can give back and be a productive person in society. Yeah. You know, I'm always going to have an addictive personality. It's, yeah. you know, my trauma, my every, you know, I teach PTSD. Yeah. I have hyper-focus. So let me put that hyper-focus into helping somebody else or helping, you know, the planet. Like, you know, we donate money to plant trees. Yeah. We uh, donate money to nonprofits. Um, and, you know, I'm starting, we're constantly looking for different collections and different ways we can give back. And, and help addiction awareness, mental health awareness, all the things that I struggled with that, mm -hmm. you know, these organizations helped me. So how can I give back to these organizations awesome. that if it wasn't for them, who knows where I'd be? Yeah. You know, I, I was able to use a lot of community resources to get my job. I, you know, I ended up becoming a manager at the Gap, even with the yeah. felony wow, because yeah. of the community resources, you yeah. know, I never would have been able to do that or even think I could. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that and just like um the counseling services that was all community they you know they reached yeah. out to me I was able to get drug counseling um PTSD counseling um I was able to be put on medication although I don't personally take medication anymore yeah. I found other ways to cope with my mental issues but yeah. you know for people some people can't do that and they need yeah. a medication and to know that there are resources out there but just nobody knows about them. So right. my goal is to try to spread that information to the communities that need it because it's the communities that don't need it that know about it. Right. So how can yeah. we get that down, you know, to the hood where exactly. they need it? They need it the most. So that's so awesome. It's I'm telling like your story is so incredible and it's just going to keep on going. It's just going to keep on spreading the way you reversed all the things that you went through to then, okay, I survived this. Now, the first thing I'm going to do is give back and help others who are still struggling through it to survive it and give them a hand out, you know, because it's, yeah. it is so hard when you are in it, you know, to, to not to see the light. Out. Yeah. Yeah. To, to even 
feel and believe that there is hope for you. You know, that's why I said, I love your, your social media posts. And I think you should post about your story more often, just be a complete advocate of what you did to survive it. Cause people are going to keep hearing it and it's going to keep pouring more hope into those people. Cause honestly, had I seen that post back at my time in college, I would have been like, oh my God, there's hope. And I'll look at this other milk, you know, granted I was older than you. So I had already gone through mine, probably finished mine by the time you were going through yours. So, but imagine like, imagine if I had posted about that and you heard it, like people people need to see it. I feel like, like my transparency is not to get attention. My transparency is not to try to promote my business. Although I've been told that several times it's, I wanted to to be transparent. I've been transparent about this before inflection point started. You know, I started sharing my story before that because I I felt like I was ready. I had been over it and I had created a coping mechanism that worked for me. So I figured if this is working for me, I know other people are going through this. Let me share it. And that's where it comes from. It it literally comes from sincere place of me sharing my story because I know I'm not the only person and I want people to know it's okay to feel this way, but it's not okay to stay in that place. You have to get up and and go for what you want it's not going to get handed to you the world is never you know we're we're milked we were not given those cards i'm sorry you know we have to get up and and go and get what we want and i think you know because of the milk we were kind of hand fed so much that it's hard for us to be like some of us are just naturally born go-getters but the uh, some of us needed a little you know, kick in the butt. Absolutely. Like me. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like I always had it in me. I just, just didn't have any like confidence in myself. Yeah. And now I'm just like, you know, and you know, I always worried about what other people were gonna say or think. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like so over caring. Yeah. That I'm just like, you know what, I'm gonna do what makes me happy. This is what makes me happy. Exactly. You know, I love making candles, I love things that smell good and it makes yeah. me feel good. So let me, you know, share that with the world. Yeah. You know, and honestly, if, if there are people out there who think it is not a good thing or not a righteous thing to promote your story along with your business, they're uh, morons. I mean, because of course you started this business mainly because of your experience and exactly. you help other people fight that horrible experience with something more positive. So of course there's a correlation. I mean, it should yeah. be blasted on your business page for your website, why you started this business. And if people have an issue with that, they don't understand business number one right. and two, they, they just can't see that correlation. That's unfortunate for them because that, right. of course, what people need to understand is the world is, the world is flat now in a, in a sense. And that with social media, we, I can, I have fans, you know, you know, followers and stuff from mm-hmm. all over the world. And we all understand each other and we can yeah. all relate. You know, we hit yeah. that translate button and we're like, I've been there. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have to understand that it's, it, it's bigger than just me and my business. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's me showing that anybody anywhere can change their life right now. You exactly. can wake up today and decide, I don't like this anymore. I don't like where my life is going. Let's start making little changes. And, and I always promote little changes. Don't think you need to completely change your life in one day, but just making yeah. little, it's, it's taken me years, you know, to get to this point and I'm still growing. I'm still, you know, seeing certain things don't work for me for long-term and yeah. I have to change and tweak my, my routine. Yes. Um, you know, and it's hard. I, there's moments where I'm just like, screw this. I don't want to do this anymore. 
you know, I have my own personal problems that, you know, we have to go through and, you know, but the point is, is that I don't allow myself to stay in that place. I'm constantly moving forward. And I was talking, my boyfriend were just talking about this. That's how I've been my whole life. I don't dwell on the things that have happened to me. I I'm always just chug along, chug along, keep going, keep going. And I think that's important. People get stuck and, you know, and I know that feeling I, I felt stuck but you don't have to feel that way. You know, you can do something about it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. It is just a decision of looking forward and not backward because we could always look backward and regret like every human on this planet earth has things to regret. Now it's just, are you going to stay there or are you going to push it forward and create more things that you don't have to feel like you regret anymore, you know? Right. I'm so glad that you, that you are able to do that and help people do that, you know, cause that dwelling place, it is, it's an awful, awful place. Yeah. yeah. So you it have, really is. you have a new boyfriend now you have triplets also, right? Yeah. My boyfriend okay. is actually a milk. What? Oh my God. Seven. Okay. You What's know? his name? Give him a shout Christian out. Cruz. Hey, how awesome is that? I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Are, your, are your triplets with him? Do you guys have the triplets together? Yeah. Triplets. So how yeah. is the how how old are the triplets now? Okay. So they're technically Irish triplets, which means okay. they're 10 months apart. So I have a set of twins. Well, that's what that means. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh-huh. then I have a uh they're two, and then I have a three-year-old who just turned three. So they were all two for two or three months. <laughs> how funny, how crazy yeah wow so So twins and then one 10 months after and your son son. and my oldest he's going to be 13 and at the end of September okay wow that's crazy yeah so 10 years apart completely and then I just had three real quick yeah 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 (laughs) that's so cool what a good big family now yeah yeah that's really beautiful and and Christian what does he do um right now he was an ENT for forever um with the yeah yeah that's it it was um it was getting to him really bad um you know it's a really hard job yeah you see a lot of things and there was just a couple of things that he had to deal with towards the end that he just it it, he couldn't kick it you know what I mean and he was coming home angry and you know just kind of keeping to himself and he realized that he needed to find something else so now he's working for himself he kind of just um he um, well, he's planning on opening a shop, but he uh, mm-hmm. buys uh, overstock pallets okay. and resells the merchandise. And nice. yeah, and he awesome. um, drives Uber. And oh. um, also he has a, like an MMA gym where he teaches lessons because he does have his uh, his little belt in that. So yeah. and he needs to fight, um, not completely professional, I guess he would be semi-pro. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so he does that. He does a little bit of everything. That's and awesome. <laughs> to be honest, we're able to pay our bills and some, and yeah. we actually, he actually makes more money now than he did yeah. as an EMT. Wow. So. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and honestly, yeah. EMT is, is rough and they don't get nearly as much pay as what their job. They get minimum does. wage, oh. minimum wage. That's so, and they're like on the line, on the line. Like they see the person before the nurse or the doctor sees the person like that. Yeah. If they, if they don't know what they're doing, that person's going to die. Yeah, you know, if they awful. need to tourniquet something and get fluids yeah, in you, yeah. you know what I mean? They're the first person, you know, there to save your life and, and they get paid minimum Scary. wage. 
and they're during not the like pandemic, they were putting yeah. their life on the line exactly getting paid minimum wage and they never exactly. got hazard pay like they were told they were going to yeah. never got it wow that's so awful see they just get forgotten about like teachers just forgotten yeah about. the emt the fire the firefighters and the police officers all got hazard pay wow got all these extra benefits and everything yes but the emts and the paramedics got nothing that's nothing awful. they're the most unappreciated frontline workers i ever ever and wow. it's crazy because they're the most important in my yes you know they're no one preps them for what they're about to see oh the only thing exactly. that happens is a phone call the operator someone calling 911 and this is what they need and it could be something like someone could be calling 911 and be like i i have a cough or i have blah blah they get there and the person's full-blown flu fucking all kinds of horrible things that they're now susceptible to or stab yeah. wounds or domestic violence wounds or what all this i've heard stories of emts and the stuff they see and no one preps them for that like no you really you have to be a special kind of person to i could never yeah, I, I couldn't could either never. yeah i couldn't either yeah yeah the good for him though good for him and i'm glad he he saw like the impact it was having on his mental sooner mm -hmm. rather than later and yeah. it's like, I yeah. can't, I, this is obviously they're not paying me enough for this and I can do better and not right. suffer as bad mentally. Yeah. 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 And I'm not trying to say, no, we need EMTs and stuff like that. But what we really need is like, I don't even know, like they need to, be to come together and be yeah. like, we need to pay these people what they're worth. Yeah. It's insane yeah. that it they're getting paid insane. the same amount as a McDonald's worker, but they have to know so much more and deal yeah. with so much more. Like, and I'm not saying that a McDonald's worker doesn't deserve that $15 an hour. Yeah. They do because that's a livable yeah. wage. But it's definitely However, to what this guy does. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, they, they need to adjust it to fit the position. I'm sorry, but they yeah. do. It, it doesn't well, make sense. When someone's an EMT, are, are they working for like that private company of that paramedic company? Or how does that work? Are they working... Because I know there's like private paramedic companies and then I know there's like ones affiliated with with hospitals or affiliated with a city or a state how mm -hmm. does that because they're all separate okay they're all separate so private um, like, companies right yeah they're like he was always working for a private company he never mm -hmm. actually worked for a hospital or the city itself right. they get paid a little bit like fdny they for sure right. get paid a little bit more okay. um, and they have better benefits and stuff like that but yeah. the private companies, it's just like working for anybody. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're and when he was in the Bronx, the driver. Really bad. Yeah. That yeah. That's what it is. It's the private companies that usable and yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. The yeah. private companies are setting that price for mm -hmm. the, the EMT. So it would yeah. be yeah, and it's harder to go after the private companies and say, pay us more. They're private companies, you know, they're not right, exactly the, you know. Yeah, yeah because terrible. they can deduct all that you know they they know their loopholes and everything else they yeah. probably have the best accountants and yeah. you know they yeah. can claim that they're not making nearly as much money and so they don't have right. to pay as much right wow that's crazy so, that's crazy so when did uh so you and christian uh you graduated in the same class then oh seven yep okay mm -hmm. and did you guys like date in mhs or did you ever think that you would date later in life no we talk oh, about it all cool. the time we were in graphic arts together okay but we were never super close and yeah. it was kind of like we we knew of each other we interacted but like i said we never really were close yeah um i knew he was from the bronx uh i had no idea if he was still in the bronx when i moved back yeah and i had posted a picture of myself in the uh, middle of manhattan 
on uh-huh. Instagram. And I guess he saw it and he was like, oh my God, hey, you know, remember me? You want to meet up? Let's, you know, let's catch up. Like I didn't yeah. realize there was another milk so close by. And I was like, uh-huh. sure. And how cool is are. that? And that was it. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I love that. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. And it's funny because I did not want, a, like, I, it was, I, it wasn't super fresh that I had broken up with my ex, but yeah. I was saying that I never want to have a relationship yeah. again. Like, yeah. I need, I just want to live and, and take care of myself and my son. And yeah. he convinced me. And now here we are. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. I know it's in those moments that you're not looking and you don't want it that Mr. Right comes along. Isn't that crazy? Oh, that's what I tell, I tell people all the time. I'm yeah. like, t- when you're not looking is when you find the right person. Exactly. When you're searching and you're desperate. That's when you get all the scumbags because they they can, it's like they could sense it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's like you're getting off pheromones, like Mm -hmm. I'm available and I'm looking, you know? So they're like, yes. Yes. I'm telling you. Funny. Yeah. So when did you, what year did you start um, Inflection Point Wellness, Holistic Wellness? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it probably started gradually. It, well, the idea started in 2019. I don't yeah. think I opened till 2020. September 2020 was, um, was nice. I believe, the launch date of the website. Okay. The idea, I had started doing research like mm-hmm. a mad woman because I have hyper-focus. Yeah. I have ADHD. So mm-hmm. I get that hyper-focus and there's nothing that can stop me from what I'm doing. And <laughs> for months, all I did was watch candle-making videos and yeah. the science about candle making and scent and like reading all these scientific journals. And I, yeah. I, I probably did a way more research than your average Joe, because that's just my personality. I have to become like an expert in everything. Yeah. And, um, and so I did that. And finally I, I came to my boyfriend and I was like, listen, I've been researching. I could probably do this with my eyes closed. Yeah. You know, what if, I started making candle affirmation candles because I use them myself, you know, in my, you know, I, I did my new moon and, and full moon ritual where I light a candle and I write down my goals and I, you know, mm-hmm. I release my stuff and um, I always use a candle. And I was like, instead of having to buy these candles all the time, let me make my own. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you know, try it out, see what happens. So I started making my own and I was like, I'm actually really good at this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought I, this isn't that hard. And I was like, I wonder if I could start a business. So I talked to my mother, who my um, stepfather had just recently passed away and left a little bit of money. And I asked her, you know, I told her my idea that I wanted to start a business and with candle making. And um, I don't think she thought I was like really serious, but she was like, yeah, whatever, you know, what's there to lose? You know, she needs something, a hobby or something. She's out there going crazy. And she lent me the money and here I am. So awesome. Good for you. That is great. And so are you, you make the candles at home yourself? I do every candles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do candles, um, wax melts and room sprays. Nice. Okay. And do, do do you have a website already? I do. It's closed right now because I, technical difficulties. I um, did my first fair really last second, but couldn't create an inventory for it. So I kind of just took all my inventory to the fair yeah. And because I printed out so many labels, I ran out of ink. So yeah. now, yeah. so I've been closed for a little, for like a week and a half now, because I, now I'm like waiting on supplies so I can restock yeah. the shop. So right. it, hopefully it'll be open tomorrow morning. That's my goal. Inventory in, in these kinds of businesses is so tough. Like the keeping it flowing, keeping like that consistency of the, here's, 
that has much inventories I need, this is what I'm going to sell. And then I'm going to restock. That is hard to grasp in the beginning, yes. but you're, yes. you're still only a year into it. So you'll continue to build on that and start to get patterns of people of the buying and all of that. So, yeah. yeah. And it'll start getting easier now because Christian's home before I like, because of his crazy hours at work, cause he would work 12 to 16 hours a day. And we'd maybe see him one to two days a week because of mandatory overtime because of pandemic yeah. and everything. So, yeah. so I was living here with three kids by myself and two dogs yeah. and running this business. So yeah. I got really far behind this summer, to be honest. And um, so I'm, I'm kind of just like trying to catch up, especially because this yeah. is my time, fall and winter. This mm. is where I'm going to make the most money for my business yeah. for the year. Yeah. So, you know, he's been home. We've been working together, figuring out our schedules and how we can make both of this work. Yeah. while not neglecting each other or kids or mm -hmm. businesses. So it's, no. it's, it's crazy, but we're making it work somehow, some way. Exactly. Um, I definitely just need to sit back and like, really think about how I can be more efficient with my time, Yeah. you know, because the biggest issue we had before is it would just, it's just taking me too much time. Mm -hmm. So really going through my product listing and cutting out things that are just mm -hmm. as much as I love doing it too time consuming and, mm -hmm. you know, just becoming more efficient pretty much. Absolutely. Time management, prioritizing and your time management is so critical as an entrepreneur, because every single minute counts in your brain power. Like your, your main task is to keep building the business forward and up. So if your energy is being spent on some of the smaller things that are needing to be happening in the business, then it's harder for your brain to have the energy to deal with the bigger things or the time. The bigger vision. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's where I'm Absolutely. at. That's where I fell this summer is I had, like, I started out the year so strong and I was getting a lot of momentum and I kind of put, I think I put my toes into too many things yeah. and got myself involved in too much and it overwhelmed me. And I like kind of shut down for like a month or yeah. two. And then every, it's been hard to get back into the flow yeah. because now my brain is like, okay, where, where was, where were we going? Where was this vision going? No. And I've actually decided like, I had to revamp some of that vision because maybe like I was doing going to uh, expand like uh, my bath products and I'm, mm. I don't really sell much bath products. So why would I do that? Right. You know? Right. So it's exactly. like, I, you know, what's realistic for me right now, Yeah. as much as you want to do bath products, do it for yourself, cut it out yes. and focus on what the people want. <laughs> it's not about what I want, it's about what everybody else wants. So, yeah. you know, just little things like that. I just gotta, yeah, co it's constantly like almost like rebranding. It's like every year mm -hmm. you're constantly like, yeah. What am I doing well? What am I not doing well? And where can we go? And, and, yeah. you know, try yeah, to figure absolutely. it out. It is. It's a, it's an ongoing evolving, you know, journey. Your, your clients will probably continue to evolve. Smells will continue to evolve. Trends are going to keep yeah. evolving. The way people buy will change. You know, before it was more in-person buying. Now everybody wants to buy online, you know, yeah. now it might go back to people want to go to a fair. They want to go to a little store. They want to do both, you know? So right. there's it's a constant evolving, you know, and that's where your brain and you're doing great at that because you're like, I like bath products, but they don't sell. So I'll do them for me and enjoy them myself. And I'm going to make inventory for what sells. And that right. is great business move. A lot of times entrepreneurs can get super emotional, you know, about their business and, you know, they can work off of emotion instead of off of, you know, logic. This is what's blah, blah, blah. And detach almost emotionally to make the, yeah. 
business move. And I, I, I feel like that's like that new entrepreneurship bug because I definitely went through it. Like I had like this big vision and I was, you know, I'm like, I'm going to be a whole dang Bath and Body Works here. (laughs) And and my boyfriend had to like really bring me back to reality because I'm a Libra. So I'm like out there. I'm like, you know, we could do it all. And he's, you know, he's that earth sign that's going to ground me and be like, Lauren, that's not realistic. Like you can't have that much inventory. You realize you get taxed on inventory. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) you know, you know, little things that I don't think about. And so I really had, like, I want to do skincare. I want to do this. I want to do that. And, um, you know, he had to be like, you need to figure out where your focus is. Do you want to do home sense or do you want to do bath and body? You cannot start with both. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, okay, we'll be realistic. We'll yeah. stick with what I know and what I'm good with, good at. And also Bath and Body is, you know, it's I am not, I'm not trying to say anything bad about the people that make it stuff in their homes, yeah. but it, the legal side to Bath and Body is really, is a lot. Yes. Regulations yeah. and knowing percentages and, and ratios yes. and, and people can sue you if they have a skin reaction. So you really yeah. have to do your research and, um, so I'm not one of those people that I just jump into stuff and I start selling it. I, mm-hmm. I really, like I said, I have hyper-focus. So I try to become an expert at it. And if I don't feel comfortable, like if someone were to come in and inspect me, yeah. if I don't feel like I would pass, I'm not going to open that business. I'm not going okay. to sell that item. Yeah. So, you know, and I think that's important and as a responsible business person, um, and I think that's, yeah, that's great. something to be careful for with, you know, yeah. when you are buying from a small business is like some people are kind of have a passion for it and some people just want to make money fast. Right. Right. And, and I never even thought about that, you know, cause I've seen, you know, people selling lotions and different things. And I never even thought about that. Yeah. People's skin are, are different. You got to be careful what they're putting in it. You don't even know what they're putting in it. Do they know what they're doing? You know? Yeah, that's yeah. good. I didn't never, you know, we all want to do all natural, all natural. However, yeah. those things expire in like a month. Yeah. yeah. So that's another thing. You know, I, I go to a lot of these fairs and stuff and I don't see an expiration on the packaging or yeah. like there's not the, the federal that. guidelines. Yeah. You know, it's just because of my mind is different. So when I see someone post, oh, I love this lotion that I just bought and I'm, I'm sure it feels amazing. It's probably mm-hmm. amazing, but I just want to reach out to that business owner and be like, hey, you want to get on to the, huh. you know, the government regulations and put the, make, at least make the label, right. follow that. Cause you can get shut down just from that. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, so it's little things like that. I kind of want to do a little bit, like maybe an online workshop, just trying to like for new entrepreneurs, you know, little things that you should watch out for that no one tells you about, you know? And that's why you should start your YouTube. Yeah, yeah, exactly why I want to do. I want to teach, show people my journey and where, like, because at the beginning I didn't think about any of this. Like, yeah. even just like the warning labels on on my stuff, and, and like everything that's on this label is for a reason. It's all federally mandated. Yeah, and um, and I w- I wouldn't have known that if I wouldn't have hyper focused into what it was to own a candle business. Right. You know. Yeah, absolutely. It's critical because it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're running a business, and it, it needs to be accurate. It needs to be proper. Yeah. That's great. And, and definitely start that YouTube and you can even start, you know, on your social giving little, little knickknacks, information tips. Uh, People love that people eat it up because they need, you know, an entrepreneur who's like, ah, I didn't even think about that. We'll see that. I'm going to follow her because she has some good information, you know? Yeah. And all the information I got is free. It's out there. It's just like little things that you don't even 
think of or know to research. It's right. honestly, it's really on every state's website. When you go into the small business thing, it's just that nobody wants to sit there and read all the fine print. Right. But you know, it was my products, especially because they're fire. I had to sit there and read all the fine print. And I realized that like, wow, there's so much more to it. And, you know, using fragrance oils, you know, because I learned, I had to learn about lotions and, and oils and all that stuff because the fragrance oils are used yeah. across the board. The ones right. that I use at least yeah. because they're non-toxic. So the ones I use are the ones also used in bath and body products. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a little thing I never would have thought of before. Yeah. I never would have thought Very of important. And it's so important. Yes. Cause I know I don't want to soak in an oil that's going to make my skin feel irritable, you know, it, it, right. just cause it smells good, but it's not made for the skin or it's not made in that quantity for the skin. You know, that stuff really affects people. And especially, yeah, and they actually just updated it. It's, um, it's called IFRA, IFRA, I, I, huh? IFRA and, um, what they pretty much it's the fragrance association, the international fragrance association. Yeah. And they're the ones who decide the safe levels of what you're allowed to put in different products, right. including candles, because some people can have an asthmatic reaction to it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you there, there's guidelines on how much fragrance you could put in different products and it's constantly changing. Wow. So if you and don't know that have aluminum in it, like, oh, I oh my gosh, that, that's another story. And, yeah. and that's what, that's another reason, like, because I have such young children um, and I've kind of gone, you know, the natural route, I really did a lot of research on what is in our products. And, you know, I, I've gone completely natural as much as I can. And I didn't realize candles had carcinogens in it, a whole crap ton. Wow. Both Bath and Body Works and Target and Walmart candles can yeah. literally give you cancer. Wow. And, and there's been cases, especially the Bath and Body Works candles where people wake up and, you know, if they had the candle and they were sleeping and they wake up and their entire nasal passages are black. Oh my from goodness. From all the soot. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm obsessed with candles and I'm like, yeah. I can't have that in my house. Too, I have kids. Yeah. And what's the point in me buying all this extra, all natural products if I'm burning not, you know, toxic right. candles in my house. Right. So I looked, I did all that research and that's why like I chose the, the wax that I use, the, the wicks yeah. that I use and yeah. the fragrance oils that I use, they're completely clean air certified, meaning yeah. they won't set off an asthmatic attack. They won't, um, they, they have no phthalates in it, nothing yeah. that could be banned in anywhere in the world. It's, yeah. it's, it's not going to be taught. If your kid were to eat the wax, they're not going to die. Even yeah. though I don't suggest your kid eat the wax, yeah. but even if your child did, it'll, your child will be fine. It's food yeah. grade soil with yeah. pretty much, I mean, it's not food grade fragrance oil, but it's not going to, it's not at a concentration that's going to hurt someone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I burn candles a lot in my house too. It's, it's true. And when I burn them, I'm conscious of I didn't know about the carcinogens, but I knew that there's something in them that you shouldn't light them and not have like a window open or like large space, you know? Yeah. So when I do light them, I make sure either maybe a window's cracked or it's in like a big, big room and I don't mm -hmm. keep them lit for a long time. Yes. Um, and that's another big thing. The longest yeah. you're supposed to light a candle, for, you know, safety guidelines is four hours and then you're supposed to turn it off, know that. let the wax completely harden and then relight it. Okay. Um, and that's how you actually, your candle will last the longest as well and have the best scent throw and everything else. Yeah. But that's the longest, you know, per the guidelines that they've created, um, it's four hours max. Um, I love that. Or else you, you could risk really your do. house catching on fire. Like it's, yeah, yeah. About it. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, because I have forgotten a candle and I've left the house before and I came back and I'm like, oh shit, I left the candle, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, it is very important. And I, I love that you have done all you could tell in how you talk about it all of the hours that you put in to researching it that's yeah. awesome yeah yes. good. I, my biggest fear is like hurt somebody you know I'm trying to yeah. bring happiness into your home not yeah. hurt you or your family or yeah. you know so I really wanted to know what you know what it is and I'm you know and also yeah. like as I have that hyper focus I cannot help it <laughs> I cannot yeah. Help yeah. It. yeah yeah that's good because you're tuning it into something positive like you mm-hmm. said, which is great. Yeah. yeah. So what two pieces of advice do you think you would give to a fellow entrepreneur just starting their journey? Um, my biggest advice clearly is research as much as possible. And I tell everybody this, you should not purchase anything until you've done at least yeah. six months of research. And it doesn't have to be the hours that I put in just six yeah. months because your mind is going to change. Mm -hmm. on different methods of doing it you're going to learn different ways that you know so I felt like about like six months of my research I could make a good purchasing decision do you know what I mean like I and I knew that I could get myself on a better foot and kind of know what I was doing before I started doing it because you know capital is important you don't want to blow all your money on stuff that you don't need right so don't take just one person's advice on on the supplies you need do your research and see how multiple different people do it and then find what work was going to work for your situation and then you know start doing it and my second would be do the freaking business plan do not start your business until you do the business plan because you're going to be like me and first of all tax time is going to be crazy Mm. and also you're not going to have like when I first started it I really didn't think it was going to become something it was kind of like a, a, let's see how this goes yeah. and dip my toes in. And it yeah. picked up a lot faster than I thought it was going to. So I had to completely revamp what I was, cause I, I don't know if you have saw, but I was doing really elaborate wax carvings and yeah. it just wasn't a sustainable business as much as that was fun and beautiful to do. Yeah. There's no way I could turn that into a sustainable business because right. to make one candle would take all day, Yeah, you yeah. know? So, you know, just realizing that, you got to be realistic and do yeah. the business plan because that's what's going to help you realize what's realistic because it makes you do the research right on what's selling you know what the market is like in your area because that's really important too yes you know I could sit here and make a bougie $40 candle yeah. but if my surrounding area and my my mm-hmm. online presence isn't willing to pay $40 for a candle Yep. I'm never going to do anything. Yeah. So you have, so to, you have to, audience. Yeah. You have to find that balance. And um, I think my accounting background helps a lot with that and understanding market value and, you know, the need to buy in bulk yeah. to bring down your costs and, and how to call, price things out. That's another thing. Small businesses price their things at two times their costs. Yeah. That's fine. You're going to make money, but you will never be able to wholesale white label. You're, you're closing yourself off to staying in this small business and never actually being able to scale. So you need to do the research and realize three to four times your cost. You're not cheating your customers. What you're doing is you're saving your business because wholesale white label is the bread and butter is what's going to keep you going from month to month and pay your bills. Right. You know, and you need to still make money off of that. Yeah. So that's why I tell everybody three to four times your costs. If yeah. that's too high, then you need to figure out how to lower your costs. Yeah. And I think that's an important lesson 
you know, for, for absolutely so important. Um, before my husband and I got into financial planning, I was in distribution with my brother. So we would hold purchase uh, wholesale, or we would create a, a product and a brand, and then we would distribute it uh, one to the consumer online two to a retailer, like a 7-Eleven who then would sell it to the consumer and then three to another wholesaler who would then sell it to their retailers who would then sell it to their. So we had three distribution channels and you have to have price brackets for each one, you know, yeah. and to know those pricing. So you're not cramming yourself in so much. So crucial. And of yeah. course you're, you're on, you're working on a smaller scale with that, but and I love that you guys are thinking realistically now, but I think in the future, as you continue to build, 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 you can start to diversify your product and scale a little bit bigger and then maybe have that little luxury market that you start to do for people where right. you, know, you have more time now because your business is flowing here online, right. just naturally consistent. Now your creative side could come out and you could establish a new audience of, of more. Yeah. Luxury yeah and that's, that's, that, that is kind of what I want to do. I would love to do like a spa line. That's, you know, a little bit more expensive and all that, but I, I, you know I, mean? I like spas. I said, I just have to be realistic at first exactly. and, 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 you know, gain my following, gain the trust of people yes. and stuff like that first. Yeah, small steps, you know, like you said. Yeah. 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 And I that's think that's good. the problem. So many people get so excited and into it. And once they realize that, you kind of have to start a little bit slower. They like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. It's a lot of work. It's going to yeah. take forever to get to that point. And, you know, they give up. Yeah. And definitely, you know, you're going to have up and downs. Yeah. It's never going to be like, you're going to be successful and that's it. They're, yeah. Even successful businesses have, how many of them have they claimed bankruptcy or yeah. shut down exactly. locations? Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's so true. But you're, yeah, you are absolutely right. That accounting background that you have coupled with your creativity and your entrepreneur mindset is solid, you know, cause yeah. you could see, you could see the, you know, financial operation costs and you can calculate those numbers while you also are establishing your vision and, and creativity, which is good. Most, right. a lot of other entrepreneurs don't really have that side you know, so yeah. they, you know, would need a bookkeeper. Eventually you'll need a bookkeeper because you don't want to yeah. do your own stuff anyway, but right. because they don't even understand the numbers yet. And they're still learning that part, but. Right. Yeah. And I do feel it. like it yeah. helps me. I get told all the time and like, cause you know, also join Facebook groups that have to do with your business. Mm -hmm. I've gotten so much free information from those. It's, it's insane. And I also being able to bounce your, your, your like your ideas off of other people in the industry really help, but it, whenever I post stuff on there and they ask me, so how much are you selling that for? They cannot believe that I can sell vegan, non-toxic products at the prices that I sell them for and still make money. And yeah. people don't understand that. They're like, oh, your candles are really expensive. I'm like, listen, people are selling these same candles for $26 and I sell them for, you know, I don't, what are, I don't even know what they are right now. <laughs> because yeah. I, in person, I have one price yeah. and then I have another price online because you yeah. know having to pay for those fees yeah um it's not dramatically different i believe the these ones are 15 dollars, but you know is that the candle the and, um, wow. And everything else. wow look at you that know? that's beautiful so, yeah and i think you know my my accounting background and understanding how to buy wholesale yeah. and how important that is definitely helped me because these would not be this cheap if I hadn't made the investment when I had a large lump sum of money, yeah. you know, and, and bought all this stuff in bulk. There's yes. 
there's no way. Absolutely. So, and that's probably another reason people aren't understanding because, you know, they're probably not buying them in bulk and, you know, or whatever, and not using such high quality, real eco-friendly product. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so they probably just haven't really wrapped their, their brain around the accuracy of what they're really saying. Yeah. Right. Because your price point sound absolutely right. You know, for, for yeah. everything that you're doing right and quality and by law and good for the people, th of course, there's going to be a price that comes with all of that. Otherwise go right. to PJ Maxx and inhale some fake candle stuff, you know, that's what I'm saying. You're like, go to the, <laughs> the and get your $5 candles you want. I mean, there's nothing, I'm nothing against that. You yeah. do what you want to do, yeah. but at least know that when you're buying my product, I've done my research and your baby isn't yeah. going to have black soot in their nose. Yeah. That was yeah. horrifying when I realized that that can happen. And I, I switched away from glass because it is a, is a hazard and it can explode. So I have children, I have pets. I don't want the glass to explode. So that's why I switched to tins. These will never explode. The worst that could happen is if, if you leave yeah. it on too long and it might burn your tape, you know, a mark on your table yeah, yeah. from getting too hot, but it will never burn down your house. So yeah. little awesome. things like that, that I've, I've done my research on and to make a safer product yeah. after doing the research, what are these big companies doing and how, you know, what is bad about them? And, what, you yeah. know, as an entrepreneur, that's what you have to do is, who is doing the best? You want to Watch study them? Yes. Yeah. And, and know what they're doing well and what they're doing bad and, and try to make a superior product yeah. within your means. Absolutely. So, you know, that's Absolutely. what I've been doing. And, you know, and the tin day, is so much cheaper one day than I hope to be a bath and body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, the vision is there and it doesn't just because it, it's not now doesn't mean it can't be later, you know, yeah. and shipping glass is a lot more expensive than shipping tin. So that, that's, yeah, that's and it. because I do it with 10, I don't have to use plastic, which I'm trying to be as eco-friendly as possible. You can reuse this for these tins oh, for anything. Yeah. Um, and also I don't have to use plastic. I can wrap this in paper and it's gonna come to you exactly how I took it off the shelf. Yes. You know, so, yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. I like what you said earlier with you know, the running of the family and, you know, him pursuing his dreams and you pursuing yours and you got four kids in the mix. So tell me about that. How, how, what, what advice do you think you would give to another entrepreneur who also is managing a family and trying to do it all? Cause that is so the, I would say one of the hardest things of entrepreneurship is the balance of family. There is no balance really, but how to, you know, do all of that. Open it all. Yes. I'll be really honest. I am no expert. <laughs> I am still struggling. And I think it'll always be a struggle because like you said, it really is the biggest yeah. thing, challenge that you have. Um, you know, there's always going to be someone that feels a little neglected yeah. or, yeah. you know, but I think the most important thing for me and Christian is that we, we're, we try so hard to support each other as much as possible. So like, I'm never going to tell him, no, I don't want you to go after this dream. I, you know, I don't think it's a good idea if he's done his research and he, cause you know, I'm always going to be there, you know, just support him and stuff like that and vice versa. Like there's been many times where I wanted to stop doing this and he's like, do you, is that really what you want to do? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. or is things awesome. just hard right now? So just, you know, try, you really got to take your ego aside, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and make time for both of you. I wake up at five o'clock in the morning, not because I have to, but because this is important to me to make sure I have time for self-care, to make sure I have time to run my business, 
to make sure that I'm able to clean up my house and so that it's a, it's a safe place for my children. And then, um, you know, just scheduling time in throughout the day. When am I going to be in the office? When am I going to play with the kids? And I know some people hate having a routine like that, but it's the only way to do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. You have to have a routine and you have to have a schedule or you're going to be like running around like a chicken with your head chopped off and your relationship is really going to suffer because ours was until, you know, we sat down and we're like, okay, so from this time to this time, I'm going to be out doing Uber and you can be home, you know, with the kids. And then when they take a nap, you can work on your business. And then, you know, every we constantly, and we don't like schedule by the hour, but it's block scheduled, you know, this morning, we're going to do this. And this afternoon, we're going to do this. And that's helped a lot. And I never would have thought I'd be a structured person because I hated it about Milton Hershey school. I couldn't wait until I could have my own schedule and do what I wanted. But I honestly think to be successful and happy, you have to have some kind of structure and routine. You have to. So 100%. I so feel that my goodness, because come motherhood, like once I became a mom and I only have one, like I was so discombobulated in my head. Like, so every day was just like, you know, like didn't Mm -hmm. I, even now, four years later, I struggle with serious schedule structure. Like Chris, Mm -hmm. he's, you know, working our business and he's upstairs pretty much all day long, you know, and he structures his whole day life, everything very structured. And Mm -hmm. for me, I I do, I push against that. And I think a lot of it is because of Milton Hershey. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I, when I go back into it, I'm like, man, it's so much more efficient and we're so much more happier. And it, like it is so crucial that we do have wow. structure in our life. It's so, it actually yeah, it took happiness. years for me to convince my boyfriend to wake up early and start yeah. his day before the kids. Yeah. It, and he finally does. And now he can't not like both of us. Wow. If we wake up with the kids, we're like, crap, here we go. Because then <laughs> you're chasing your tail all day. Yeah. Where if you wake up just a little bit early, it doesn't ha- like, you don't have to be as dramatic as me and wake up three hours before my kids wake up. Like that's yeah. a little extra. But like even just 20 minutes. And that's how I started. I knew that my son was probably going to wake up around six o'clock in the morning. Uh So that's why I started doing 530. You know, this is when he was a newborn. And and I just so I could make sure that I had I wasn't, you know, groggy and trying to get a bottle together. And and I would have everything laid out. And I knew what I was going to eat for breakfast and just little things like that. I don't have to write it down. I don't have to, I just have to sit down and give myself time to think about it, Yeah, you know, and having that, that moment to drink coffee by yourself in the morning. Yes. Guys, that in itself, especially as a parent, or even if you're in a relationship, you know, our partners can be needy, especially, you know, when you're, you're working and and trying to take care of yourself. That time, that 15 minutes by yourself is, has been so crucial to my mental health. It's not even funny. Like a time where no one's asking me for anything and I could just sit. Yes. That I will wake up at five o'clock every day just for that moment. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I thirst for that moment too. Yes, absolutely. And with Zamina, I've been trying to like wake up earlier. This girl, like as soon as I crawl out of the bed, I can't even make it to the bathroom. And I'm like as quiet as a fucking clam, like so quiet. There's no noise. And she's there all of a sudden. I'm like, like, how do you feel me out of my bed? Like, we're not in the same bed. You're in your bed, I'm in my bed. How do you know I left the bedroom? <laughs> she just, I, our, uh, oldest of the 
three little ones is like that Atreus. He is just like so obsessed and fascinated with us that he yeah. wants to be with us at all times. And it's cute, but sometimes it could be a little frustrating. And yeah. uh yeah, with uh, like what I've decided, we've made their bedroom as safe as possible. Like literally, my boyfriend built them beds because yeah. we couldn't have them in cribs because they were climbing. Yeah. So we built them beds, their beds are on the floor. There's nothing, we don't have That's no TV, awesome. electronics in there. Everything's yeah. wooden or plush. Yeah. And I don't care if they wake up. Yeah. I'm going to have my hour in the morning where I work out. And yeah. I do this, as I know that they, you know, they're safe yeah. and they're not gonna kill themselves and anything like that. And I, I have camera, we have uh, cameras in there. So if I need to see yeah. and see what's going on, I can just look and I can talk to them through it. And it only costs me $40, you know, and, and that's it. And I make, I give myself my hour because I think I honestly, before I was doing that, I felt like I was going crazy, Yeah, you know? So you, I, and I think that's really important for everyone, whether you be an entrepreneur working a nine to five, a parent Mm -hmm. or not a parent, giving yourself an hour a day, whether it be broken up into 15 minutes at a time to do something just for you. Because yeah. it, it's completely changed my life. You know, you're constant, especially as a mother, you're constantly going and doing for everyone else. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, have I showered today? Did I brush right. my teeth? Yeah. You know, like, I yeah. feel like crap. And yeah. that's the worst way to fall asleep. Like, by yeah. the time everybody wakes up, I've showered, I've, I've eaten breakfast, I've done everything for myself, and I feel good. And now I'm ready to pour into other people's cup because my cup is full. Wow. And it's not being selfish. It's, you know, it's just doing what I have to do yeah. to function. If I don't do it, I, I'm not as happy. I, I am exactly. snappy. You know, yeah. it just creates an uneasy an environment cup. for everybody. Exactly. So, exactly. You can't pour from an empty cup. Absolutely. So good. So good. Wow. I think this second to last question um, mm-hmm. is going to be so good for you and for me. Um, Cause I, I relate to you so much. I think you know, we should have been sisters at some point in life. Our story is so similar. Um, and I'm very inspired by you. So I'm, I would love, I'm so curious about this, this answer for you, um, on this mm-hmm. question, what two pieces of, of advice do you think you would give your younger self? Oh my gosh, absolutely. My biggest advice that I know I would not listen to because I didn't listen to it. <laughs> um is stop worrying about what everybody else thinks of you girl like I'm so caught up in and what and whether people liked me that I completely turned into someone that I didn't even know you know and I ended up with a felony and being a drug addict had I followed who I wanted to be from what my vision of myself when I was younger is who I am now you know yoga and meditation and and plants that I always wanted to be like that star child like hippie I thought that was like because deep down that's who I am but I was so scared of being judged and everybody you know and now it's like trendy thing to do so everybody thinks I know know. people hated those yeah but they they talked down upon those yeah like yeah I wanted to be what was cool and, and trending and I just wanted to be accepted so much. And wow. I ended up becoming someone I don't recognize. And, and, you know, it took me a while to realize that that's what was happening. And, you know, thankfully before it got too bad, I did realize it, but not everybody does. Yeah. And so that's my biggest thing, you know, that's why I love Abby's business so much. And yeah. she's trying to promote that, like, Stop caring about, do what makes you happy at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, you have to sleep with yourself yeah. and your thoughts and, you know, your regrets. 
and you know so you know live your life and stop worrying about anybody else to say so that's my one um and I guess my second is that I'm not you're not alone if I could tell Mm -hmm. myself that Mm -hmm. as a child like because I feel like even at the mill, even though we all struggled, we really didn't talk about our home lives that much. I think we're all ashamed and scared yeah. to tell our, each other. Yeah. And I know for me, um, I I didn't really talk about it to anybody. I, I kind of made up stuff. Yeah. You know, I didn't want people to know what was going on because it was bad. And, yeah, and you know, I didn't really, ha- I didn't have cool experiences like other people. And, you know, um, so I, I just wish I would have, um, I could just tell myself like, you're not alone. There's other people going through this yeah. and you're going to be okay. You yeah. know, cause that was, you know, that was my biggest thing is I, I just felt so alone going up and that, you know, like I said, it made me act out a little bit in the fact mm-hmm. that I felt the need for attention yeah. and I got in a lot of trouble, especially at the mill for it. Mm-hmm. Like ISS all of middle school, mm-hmm. um, high school, I got in a lot of, tr- I was always on detentions and, wow never allowed to do anything and it's you know I just yeah because I was trying to be cool you know and now I just want to smack myself like girl you don't have to impress nobody yeah 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 (laughs) you know absolutely Uh, that is so good and I'm and I'm I love your answers because it's absolutely accurate I think we grew up in the same way like this need to please other people or for people to like us or are we are we approved you know is you know, are we good enough? Is that like that constant need, you know, in us? And I think a lot of that, you know, falls back on our level of self-worth and what, what we thought of ourselves at that time, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, how we were grown up, you know, I, my, my mom never really said, you're so beautiful. You're so courageous. You're so brave. I love you. This never, you know, we never got any of that. We got mostly negative, bad, 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 so mm-hmm. of course, subconsciously, all I think growing up is I'm some shitty, horrible person. I'm not good at anything. So right. yeah, it was a constant, any person who came into my life, they were automatically better than me. So I need, right. I need to act, you know, like to them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was like an inferiority yep. complex my entire life until I realized like, no, I have self-worth and it's, you know, I, I am worthy of, I'm not inferior to anyone, you know, and I'm not yeah. superior to anyone either. And, but growing up as a kid, it's tough. And that's where that people pleasing nature, you know, comes from. And that can be so Absolutely. hard. The wrong people are attracted to that, you know? Absolutely. You, yeah. The manipulators and the people that are going to take advantage of it. Exactly. That's exactly what happened to me. Yep. You know, I ended up, I was so caught up in other people and trying to save them that I ended up not paying my own bills, not taking care of my own home. And, you know, although it felt like it was a good thing to do to help these people, they knew they didn't, at the end of the day, they didn't care if I didn't didn't have food, you know, they just wanted to go and get their alcohol or, 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 you know, go to the club, you know, at the end of the day, they sob stories or sob stories. What got them to that position? Why don't they have money for that electric bill? They did it to themselves. And I know that sounds really selfish, but just handing people stuff I could say this as a drug addict I would lie out of my head to get money for drugs yeah so you know giving people money and handing giving them handouts isn't always the way sometimes that tough love is needed and you know be there for them to talk if they need someone to talk to but you can't hand them everything and that's what I've learned 
because after I started getting my life together, I wanted my best friend at the time to yeah. also get clean and everything. And she yeah. took advantage of me to no end. I was paying her bills. I was doing this and that. I'm all the way in New York getting her Ubers from one place to the other and thinking that she's going to a friend's house to be safe because she was in a bad, but she was going to get drugs. Yeah. And that was the end. When I saw the Uber stop at a hotel, you know, yeah. I had to put an end and realize that I'm not helping anybody. What can I do to actually help yes. people that were in my situation? And that's why I've decided to go towards the community nonprofit route. Yeah. I'm still using my energy. I'm just redirecting it yeah. into a healthier way. Instead of being an enabler, now I am helping to educate the the communities that need it the most, you know? And I think trying to get that through your head and realize that you're not actually helping this person, you're doing more damage, is really hard. It's really hard because you want to be a good person and you don't want to feel selfish. But I can say as, as a recovering drug addict, you're not helping them. You're yeah, really not. Absolutely. You're not. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And it hurts and there's guilt that comes with it, but the result is what matters the most. And, you know, the guilt will subside once you see that what you're doing is good for them and it's not enabling them. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It is a really hard. I, know I said like yeah. second to last question, but that definitely obviously wasn't the second to last question. Cause now I have more questions. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, the last question, I guess, what do you think it means to you to be a milk? Um, to be a milk is uh, pretty much, I don't, it's hard to explain. Like, um, cause there's different kinds of milks. I think as the older we get, the re more we realize that like, not everybody was how they appeared to be at the milks. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Yeah. So it, it's mm -hmm. hard, but I feel like for the most part, if I were to put a really generalized, thing and we are all children who we had to grow up too fast yeah and we have a bond because we had an amazing utopian experience <laughs> that yeah. no one else will ever be able to understand we we were able and exposed to so many different things yeah that we can take into the future and and change the world in a way that no one else can yeah. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. from our backgrounds. If you think about the opportunities we were given and how we have that experience of growing, of being nothing yeah. and, and, and making a change in the world because we were given state-of-the-art schooling, you know, education. Um, I was in horsemanship. Like I was yeah. from the Bronx. I would have never seen a horse in the Bronx. You know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? Like yeah. things that like kids only can dream of, we got to do. And we, I think yeah. a lot of it, when we first graduate, we take that for granted. Mm. and and what we really need to do is kind of go back to that root and and see how we can make a change together um alone like you don't have to be an entrepreneur you don't have to be a millionaire to make a change or be a leader in your community right. just literally living by example can yeah. make such a big difference yeah. you know yeah. donating to your local organizations that alone can change make such a change they're doing they're working so hard to help people yeah. and just the people don't know about it exactly. there's so many opportunities for people to get out of the hood mm -hmm. they just don't know about it and right. those organizations need funded and they need a voice so just you know what are you doing if you're just sitting on your couch every day for four or five hours and not really doing anything and just complaining about well, you know my life sucks and blah 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 why don't you donate an hour of your time 
to helping these organizations and, and it'll make you feel good and it'll inspire you to feel do more of something. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's and really I, important. I love to, I love seeing Abby's post too, because she's really good at that. Like very, mm-hmm. very good at bringing in so many different nonprofit organizations, fundraisers, things to donate into things to take a part of like almost yes. 90% of her posts are inclusive of these types of programs for people. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It is. It's out there. It's out there. We just have yeah. to be be a part of it and get it out there more cuz there is this whole battle with drug addiction is only going to get worse and it's going to attack it has worse because of the pandemic. Yes. Nobody's working, they're sitting at Awful. home, they're bored. And instead of like it's trying to us. Yeah, yeah I feel it's like it's going to come for our kids like worse. Yes, two different type of people that came out of the pandemic. There's the people that got really, really motivated. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other group that just completely like vegged out. Yes. Yeah. The drugs, addiction, and the alcohol and the violence in some yep. of these neighborhoods has skyrocketed. Bad, stuff bad, they bad. haven't seen since the 70s and 80s. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, exactly. um, and I think right now it's important to try to get these communities motivated again yeah you know and, and wanting something more and i think it's important to show them that there there is another there is another side yeah and it's not impossible to get there and we shouldn't try to push off the victim mentality on people like no they're not a victim they can do something about it they just exactly. need to get up and 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 go for it exactly. you know don't throw trash out on your street you live there type of exactly. things you know exactly uh, you know, just little changes that could really help our communities and the the workforce and, you know, yeah, everything. Exactly. All of it. Yeah, absolutely. One last question. And I know that that was, that was supposed to be the last question, but this is the last question. What do you think your overall vision is for your business and your family for your legacy? What do you think your overall vision is? My overall vision is to be able to whether I have something that I can pass on to my children, or if not, I want them to be able to see that their mom was able to build something and she had a dream and she was, and she went for it no matter what, because, you know, like I said, there's been struggles and there will always be struggles. There will be times where I will have ups and downs this entire journey. So for them to see me, I want them to say, my mom never gave up, you know, at least my mom never gave up. She did. She tried her best. And I feel like that's the best like um, morals and values I can just instill on them is to work hard and nothing is handed to you and you work for what you want. And, you know, that's my biggest thing. If I could pass, like my big vision is to not be a product-based company. I would love to be a big nonprofit organization that helps people redirect their anger and their drug abuse into healthier ways, which is why I chose holistic wellness and not, you know, Candle Co., yeah, you know, inflection yes. point me is a pivot in, in business is a pivotal turn, mm. whether it being your finances or anything. So it's literally an epiphany, like mm. we either go this route and, and keep going the way we're going, or we make a complete change and see what happens and, and, and try it out. And, okay. you know, we fail, at least we tried. Yeah. So I feel like exactly going yeah. in, you know, that that's my biggest thing. I just, I would love to be able to one day have a nonprofit that, and just have an umbrella business that helps support that. And my biggest goal is to help. And I want it to, I want to be underserved communities. I don't want it to be a wellness place where the rich and the wealthy come and have their spa dates 
I don't want that. And, and same with the retreat that I'm hosting here in like a week. That's not what it's about. We're not having a spa date. We're getting down and dirty and we're talking about the realness of mental health and and how we can change our mindset and help our communities. And we're going to hike and we're going to, you know, have a good time in, in nature together and talk about how, you know, how holistic wellness can really change your life. Yes. Um, and that's my, that's my dream. I would, that's where my vision is headed. <laughs> I think that's phenomenal. I think that's so good. And that's such a big vision to be more than just a product-based company to, to collaborate with nonprofits, to really make the differences in these communities, because we got to fight this drug problem somehow this, this, this thing that people have with addiction and negative vices is growing and growing and growing and it's going to affect our kids. So the more that- it's generational, yeah. it's generational, 100%. And yeah. you see your family doing it and doing it. Like you don't know what else is out there, yeah. what uh, healthy coping mechanisms are out there. You yes. know, just like I talk about this a lot. Um, hood People who live in like the hood and the projects and stuff like that, they'll straight up say, oh, that's white people stuff. Yeah. Why is riding my bike and eating healthy a white person's thing? Right, right. It's yes. not. Yeah. Anybody yeah. It should be trying to be healthy and and, and doing, it's not a, a thing of privilege it, and it shouldn't be. Yeah. We should all be focusing on trying to create a more balanced mental psyche, you yes. know what I mean? And not passing down our generational traumas. Like finally yes. saying that it ends with me. And I'm not going to continue to do what hurt me as a child. It's yeah, hard because, exactly. you know, when you're upset, you resort to that because that's what yeah. you know. Yeah. But, you know, just the difference is being able to take a step back and be like, you know what? This is how I felt when I was a child. Yeah. And let me not do that again. Yeah. You know, let's, what's what a I different. Yeah. Yeah. They what, need to learn something new. Get, have that opportunity to see something new hope for something Mm -hmm. new you know some people just don't even know that there is a whole nother way of thinking and they think that's just not for them you know it's it's just reconditioning what people have been taught you know reconditioning this is not for white people this is not for elevated people this is for everybody like this is Mm -hmm. for humans we all need this you know what I mean yeah this is what's going to help you reach your success and abundance and happiness you know yeah there's a reason why you see these people of privilege smiling and laughing and having fun while you're sitting at home on the couch smoking and not doing anything with yourself it's yes okay they might have been given maybe a little bit more they went to a better college they went to this mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you can't do those exactly. things exactly. you just have to want to do it yeah you know i have a friend um gabby mm-hmm. and she's on instagram gabby's little victories and she said a quote one day and it just got to me she said you either want it enough that you make time for it or it wasn't that important to you yeah so you know if you like and she's a, a she works out she you know she's a weightlifter and all that stuff and, and that's like how she lives her life. She's like, if I, if I really wanted it, I'm going to wake up earlier. I'm going to work hard and, or, or I can sit at home and keep making excuses about it. Exactly. Would you know, stop making want it bad enough. and just do it type of yeah. thing. That's so awesome. And it's good to be surrounded by people like that. People who share the same mindset values to keep your circle like that around you. Very important. So important. Very. Yes. I, and that's another thing. If I, that, that would be my 13th thing. If I could go back 
and tell my high school self, like, girl, your crowd really determines everything. Yes. You know, and to keep it diverse. Like, I love that I have people that are millionaires that I can reach out to. And I have people that are still, you know, struggling that I can, you know, share information with and talk to and still have have a connection to both sides. Absolutely. You know, I think it creates a more balanced person. But, you know, you just got you really that circle is so important because yeah. I would not be where I am today if I didn't have the circle that I've decided to keep now. Yes. You know, had I still so been awesome. running with the circle I was in before, I would probably be in jail right now yeah. or dead, you yeah. know. So absolutely. it absolutely makes a difference. And I, I accredit my circle. Absolutely. Like my, they don't drink. They don't do drugs. They're like, you know, yeah, yeah. sometimes I feel like, oh, my gosh, I wish we could party. But. At the yeah. end of the day, I know that if I got back into that lifestyle, I would spiral back down because yeah. that's just my personality. Yeah. And, you know, it's, so it's really important for me to surround myself with similar goals yes. and ambitions because yep. that's what it's going to keep me climbing instead of falling back down. Exactly. Exactly. Because it is it is like a slippery slope, you know, and the more people on that slope to trip you up is, you know, the worse it get, the more temptation, you know, that comes with that slippery slope. And yeah, you always just have more people pulling you up than you have pulling you down. Is exactly. The That's the biggest and thing. Pulling other people up is another key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you're Absolutely. doing, which is phenomenal. That, that yeah. purpose that you've given yourself to help others is so huge. It's yeah. I think, you know, know I so think, huge. That's important. I think, you know how like we learned about, I can't probably not pronouncing this correctly, but Pavlov's laws. Remember how we learned about the hierarchy? Yes. I feel like purpose was on there and it it ended 100%. If you don't have a purpose, you'll feel like a lost puppy. And that's what got me into drug addiction. I felt, I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't know. I felt like I didn't have, I had no hobbies. Like when my, I hated the interview question, what are your hobbies? Because when I sat there and I thought about it, like, do I have any take care of my kid wow. and, and take care of my home and work like what were yeah. my hobbies like what yeah. so now I could list off a million I could sit here and talk to you all day yeah about who or what my hobbies are because I've made it a choice yeah. I, I I'm gonna do something I'm gonna give myself purpose I'm gonna give myself a reason to wake up in the morning and you know something that's outside of the daily grind mm. of going to work or taking care right. of the kids you know stuff like that Yes. Something for you, something that gives you yeah. passion. Yeah. And desire. Yeah. That's it's, awesome. It's important. So important. Yeah. We had such a wonderful conversation. I am I, 100% Lauren. I am very, very, very Aww. inspired by you. Like oh, thank you. truly your story means so much to me personally, and it should, and I know it means so much to other milts. Um, even people who don't relate to your story or my story personally, to be able to see someone strong enough and vulnerable enough to talk about it and do something about it and then help other people figure it out too. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I know your business yeah. is going to keep moving forward. Your family is going to grow. I love that you found another milk to share your life with. I think that's beautiful, especially if you guys are on the same page of forwardness and progression. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm in awe of, of what you're doing. So thank you for being such thank an you. awesome milk. No, yeah. And being such a good oh, example. Thank you. And thank yeah. you so much for having me. I feel so honored. That yeah, me. absolutely. Yeah. Thank no, you. Really great. And I definitely want to keep in touch 
So let's keep the communication lines going all the time. Uh, before I let you go, I want you to mention any social media platforms, websites, anywhere you want people to follow you, contact you, or anything you have upcoming that you want people to know about. Okay, thank you. Um, so hopefully, we'll, like I had mentioned to you earlier, the website should be up and running tomorrow. Okay. Um, so that is in um, inflection points dash holisticwellness.com. Okay. Um, and if you go on my social media, which is inflection point dot wellness on all of the Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, all that good stuff, you can find the website there. So you don't have to remember that long thing, just inflection point dot wellness on Facebook yeah. or Instagram. You can follow us. Um, I swear I keep everybody updated on what's going on. I am very raw on there. I will let you guys know like, Hey, I just didn't feel like getting, uh, doing it today. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, I always try to let people know what's going on yeah. um as much as I can with with everything yeah. else yeah. um so follow me there I always have sales um tomorrow when I do open we're going to be having our big end of summer sale so all of our summer and spring scents will be super cheap um and we'll start looking into fall um and yeah I'm really excited we have a, we're um trying to um completely revamp like little things we're gonna have wooden wick candles for fall and winters our first time so yeah. people have been like ah yeah you know stuff like that um and then we also have our retreat coming up um which is kind of it's kind of closed but I wouldn't be opposed to having people join because we did have some people drop out um mm -hmm. but we're having a retreat in the Poconos of September 10th 11th and 12th and it's going to be vegan catered by Milts. And I'm working with other Milts. I'm working with Gary from The Bridge. He's yeah. sponsoring. Okay. Um, we have I Craig. think you actually reached out to me about that. I think yeah. you actually reached out to me about that. Um, why did I think that the retreat date already passed? Was it like um, pushed up or was there a previous date? Um, no, because we had always released it to the public in September. Oh my God. Okay. So I need to get back to him about that. Yes. Cause I thought for some reason, like the date passed and I was like, Oh, I missed it. I didn't get back to him soon enough. So well, September, you might September he did 10th. have another thing in June. So I don't know if maybe he okay. reached out to you about that. Maybe that's that what might it be was. What thinking, okay. Maybe that's what it was. Cause, Cause he had a, spot, he did a sponsorship in June for the community in Harrisburg. Okay. Um, so this one is just, um, because you know he's always trying to educate a growth mindset yeah um because that's what his uh organizations empower at the bridge is you yeah. know trying to empower people to level up pretty much yeah. you know yeah and so you know we figured our, our you know eco-friendly and all that stuff we kind of our companies kind of have the same vision so awesome. i try to work with them as much as possible support their nonprofit. Uh, i did a um a non uh, fundraiser might yeah. be the light collection um that collection I'm gonna have to do a sale on and we're gonna be giving all the proceeds to his wow. uh, nonprofit. Wow. And um, so this is just a time for me and him to get together and, and yeah. bounce ideas. And it's kind of gonna be like an open talk. It's not real structured. I'm not lecturing. I want people to join the conversation mm -hmm. and just talk about how, you know, holistic wellness has completely changed my life for the better. Yeah. And just focusing. I know it sounds selfish, but just focusing on yourself and doing what makes you happy not selfish at all. can completely change your life. And I just want to get that word out there and no. try to help people uh, get resources on how, because 
what happens is, is your mindset completely changes from, I can't do that, or I can't afford that to, Ooh, is that a good investment opportunity? Ooh, you know, yes, yes. and that's where my mindset has completely changed. And it's crazy. Me and my boyfriend it, to see where we started and where we are now and how, like, just before we would be like, Oh, that's too expensive. And now we're like, okay, how can we make that work? Yeah. What is our return on investment on that? You know, so important. Wow. It's so crazy how our mindset has changed. And like, I couldn't see those things before. And I think it's because I was so clouded by my everyday routine Mm. and just, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. And not giving time to myself to get the clarity I needed to see the bigger picture. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that, I mean, it shows your level of growth as an entrepreneur too, because entrepreneurship truly is reinvesting back into yourself, back into your business, back into your people. You're just reinvesting and you are looking for that rate of return on that, whatever that rate of return is, whether it's productivity, efficiency, a better you, a better personnel, you know, that is so such a good key. And I hope people get that in this podcast, the importance of that. Yeah. And collaboration that I'm seeing with these milts. Amazing. Yes. amazing. I'm always trying to bring somebody along. I love it. I love it. How I see it is we're we're helping out each other with exposure yes. and everything. And you know, we already know we kind of get along. We have yeah. to together. Yeah. No, I, I hate I, I always try to go to a small business, specifically a milk for everything I do because it just it just makes sense to me. You yeah, know what I mean? I love that. This, this is what I mean about the network and the capabilities that we have. Like I, I, I am such a fan of that. And I think you guys should promote that even more on social that you guys are collaborating together and look at all these milts doing all these amazing, positive things together. Yeah, we have Craig from Ward of Health too. Um, he's a vegan doing that vegan. Yeah, he's the one catering, vegan right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then his friend is going to be our yoga and meditation instructor. So, you know, I was able to gather all the pieces I needed just through networking and just and just not being afraid to ask. You know, I threw it as a question out there. Would anybody be interested in a retreat? And I had a few people bite and I was like, okay, let's start gathering people and you know, you just do it. So good. Yes. I love that. And then when more milk see that it's like inspiring and encourages them like, Oh, I, I, I do want to be a part of this. I, yeah, I want to be, you know, more involved in the milk life and the milk connection. You know what I mean? In a in that positive way, kudos to you guys, man. That is so good. Thank and I'm going to look into that retreat. I'm definitely going to look into it. So if you could send me info on it, that would yeah, be definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Send yeah, me some info on it so I could look into it. That'd be great. Okay, sounds good. It was so awesome. Thank you so much again, Lauren. And we will definitely stay in touch. Um, But you could say bye to everybody. We're out of here. Bye. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Have a good weekend, actually. Yes, you too. All right, we'll be in touch soon. Yes. All right, bye-bye.